0: Welcome to the 59th episode of Warriors Off-Court, the San Francisco Chronicles NBA podcast. I'm your host, Warriors beat writer Connor Letourneau, and today I'm joined by the San Francisco Chronicles style reporter Tony Bravo. Bravo has been the New York Fashion Week correspondent since 2013, and in recent years, he's found himself at more and more Warriors games. As Golden State has blossomed into a dynasty, its players have emerged as fashion moguls in their own right. Before the Warriors' Game 2 win Tuesday over the Rockets in the Western Conference semifinals, I caught up with Bravo and Oracle Arena about how and why Golden State has become such a big player in the fashion world. We'll have our conversation right after the break. Shortly after the Warriors made their famed walk into Oracle Arena ahead of Game 2, Tony Bravo and I chatted in a spare room next to Oracle Arena's press conference room. We're actually in... The room that the players use as a pregame chapel. So I believe they just wrapped up service here
1: Amen. a few minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, I think the last time I was in this room was three years ago with our photographer Russell Yip for the Warriors off the court style shoot that we did. So the so one was that jinxed the, the, the jinx team, it. right? We don't look at it that way. <laughs> Thank you, Connor. That was that was lovely. It did not jinx the team. By the way, all of the other coverage we've given them in the style section over the years has never hurt. So
0: no, no, I I, I that that was uh that was something that we were getting emails about a couple of years ago because for those who aren't familiar, basically you guys came in and took photos of the guys and the clothes that they like to wear and then they started playing pretty badly after that, right? Well,
1: I just wanna they played well after that, just the Cavaliers happened right. to have won that season. <laughs> right. Um what 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 it really was was I think the beginning of us chronicling how important fashion has become in the NBA at the San Francisco Chronicle. Uh, it's been a really interesting decade, I think. The tide has totally turned as menswear has blown up so huge in the fashion industry athletes are becoming the new runway stars Um, but the runways are the hallways at oracle arena and you know but that moment as you're leaving the court
0: yeah and you actually had an awesome story about that a few weeks ago got a one-on-one with draymond and all that and we're going to jump into that in a second but before we do just for our our listeners who aren't as familiar with your work what's kind of what's kind of your background how did you end up at the chronicle how'd you get into fashion writing Uh,
1: Why is this your passion? So I am a San Francisco native. I am a fourth generation San Francisco born. And I grew up, frankly, um, seeing the 49ers be really great, uh, seeing the warriors not be anywhere near as hot as they are and I've seen uh, the Giants through thick and thin and whatever we call what's currently going on (laughs) with the Giants Um, so I came to fashion though because I love telling stories about aesthetic things and I think the things that we wear and what NBA players wear tell a lot about the times that we're living in and um, that's what's brought me to things like New York Fashion Week for the San Francisco Chronicle, why I cover the opening night galas of all the big arts organizations and very Cool. That now part of my beat of writing about what people wear <laughs> takes me to Warriors games at the end, so at the end of the season and postseason. So, I think this is something like the fifth year that I've been coming here. Um, it all started uh, the very first year that they won the championships when, in January, I did a big style profile on Andre Iguodala, mm-hmm. and I actually got to go in his closet, both yeah. of his closets actually. <laughs> He's got two. Uh, yeah, no,
0: he he obviously fashions himself quite, a, quite a, a fashion mogul, and honestly, he's one of maybe at least a half dozen guys on the team who really care about fashion.
1: Absolutely, and I don't want to brag, but I did get the, like, how you doing fist bump from him as he was walking in today, and, it, like, nobody saw it, though, so, like, if a tree falls in the woods... Does it make a sound? I don't even get that.
0: So, and I'm around every day. So props
1: to you. Yeah, I'm a novelty though. I'm like, I am, you know, like the shorter fashion writer. That's, you know, I'm wearing Tom Brown tonight because there's no team that's dressed entirely in Tom Brown like there was with the Cavaliers last night. So I like to think it was for the jacket as much as it was for me. Um, when you so, how long have you been writing about fashion, and
0: how how long have you been writing at the Chronicle now?
1: I've been on staff four years at the Chronicle. I freelanced for probably three years before that. Um been writing about fashion at least eight. Uh fashion lifestyle. Um where we go and what we wear, what we do once we're there, lifestyle trends, the arts, all of this stuff converges pretty conveniently in 2019, thanks to something called social media. <laughs> so the lines are very blurred.
0: Yeah. And a lot of it is brand marketing. And I mean, I know I know a lot of these guys are getting paid to wear certain things. Yes,
1: and... Everybody's an influencer, even people that have real jobs like basketball players.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. It, how great is that, that? Some of these guys get paid $35 million, million a year and then they get paid on top of that to wear a certain shirt down the quote-unquote runway or you know just into the arena uh for an nba game
1: yeah you know i assume they don't go into this business to be poor so um it's great to know that they're also going into this business so they can have somebody great dress them like rich fresh who did uh, some of the original looks that draymond wore last season or frankly tom brown who did uh, the cavaliers last season So one of the reasons I love covering the NBA
0: is because I feel like they're really on this league as far as professional sports goes is on the cutting edge of a lot of things, you know, gender issues, uh, sexuality, religion, you name it, political, racial issues. And it feels like they've kind of been at the forefront of fashion as as far as professional sports. Tell me if I'm wrong about that. But from your vantage point, where is the NBA in terms of being sort of a trendsetter? for fashion among professional
1: sports? So that's a great question, Connor. There are so many things the NBA is doing for fashion right now. First of all, when it comes to the different types of sports and the different types of athletes, NBA players are really well positioned to do clothing well. Um, They have the proportions of runway models, except they're quite a bit taller sometimes. (laughs) Um, I have had players tell me in the past that it's part of the tradition of African-American male peacocking, this idea of... Dressing well, uh, pre and post game, the idea of showing your prosperity, of you know putting together a look that you're proud of, that has, in my years of covering this, uh, spanned the range from beautifully made three piece suits to some of the best, most um, most hyped like streetwear you could possibly imagine and all degrees of custom clothing in between all of that so i would say the nba is really leading leading um men's fashion trends in the athletic world also in my years of covering new york fashion week for the men's shows it's rare not to see somebody from an nba team at uh, The shows... Who do you usually see? Frequently, it was Andre. Um, I would see Dre at a lot of the men's shows when the the men's week was more popular. Um, I think I've seen Draymond before, too, also. What
0: what time of year is that
1: again? Uh, So the men's shows in New York happen in uh, July and February now. And sometimes they would also... Um, Sometimes you would see players go to the regular fashion week, which was more women's stuff in September and February. It depended on the season. Um, So I'm guessing you you, you
0: saw Andre in July, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I saw Andre in July. (laughs) I'm guessing he didn't, like, skip out on a game and go in February.
1: No, no, no. He did not (laughs) skip out and go in February. It was usually the summer shows I would see Andre at.
0: Um, So one thing that is interesting that you just kind of hit on is it is kind of a, a status thing because a lot of these guys, not all of them, but a lot of these guys came from humble beginnings. And I know I've talked to Draymond and some other guys about how, you know, getting a new pair of shoes was like a really big deal to them when they, you know, at the start of basketball season. right?
1: Shoes is the entryway, I think, to style for a lot of these players. Andre Godala has something like 700 pairs of shoes in the two closets that I visited. By the way, this was four years ago, so we may be... <laughs> Over that number, Draymond, I think, told me that he had 500 pairs of shoes. Um, th- th- you know, you've heard of P.J. Tucker for the Rockets? How many does he have? He has over 2,000. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, like everything's bigger in Texas, right? <laughs> right. Guess, right? As are the houses. I'm assuming he's got several I mean, he's rooms. He's just like
0: a roll guy. I mean, he, he's got money, but not like the Draymond money or the Andre
1: money. Well, you know, like collecting happens at all levels, right? By the way, like he has money, but not Draymond money. Like, I'm so sorry for him. He's, he's, he's but a single digit millionaire.
0: How sad. He's more than that, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, He's just a tens of millionaire. I weep for him. Oh, yeah. No, it,
0: it, and, but what, at what point did you really see fashion become an important thing in the NBA?
1: So we were both talking earlier about Russell, Russell Westbrook's influence in the industry. Um, I think that that is a huge changing point. Also, I'm going to give credit to, I hope we're allowed to talk about LeBron James on this. We are, yeah. Given we're not fans. Many, so. Given how many times we've come up against him um, <laughs> as war, as uh, people that follow the Warriors, um, his shoe was also a pretty amazing turning point, I think, for fashion and the NBA. And last year, frankly, the finals, between Tom Brown dressing the Cavaliers, um, LeBron doing the sh- the Tom Brown short suit, and then Draymond, I think, like topping all of that with his rich, fresh looks and the looks that he put together with his stylist Vic Michelle, I think last year was really the year where we could no longer argue it. It was not debatable whether or not fashion and the nba were talking to each other like the moment had not only arrived but it had been heralded I mean,
0: you were here that
1: night right and I, was, I remember i, I was I, here re, were
0: you so happy that you chose that that night
1: i was like... thrilled first of all i was also <laughs> thrilled that i was able to find something that didn't um clash with either the color stories of the teams because i know yeah. you can't look like you're repping one side or another right um, I was thrilled I got to ask a question at the press conference afterwards which apparently it's not very common to no. ask who are you wearing I feel like that
0: kind of went on viral on
1: ESPN <laughs> it did go viral I don't want to brag but I mean I didn't realize it was a peculiar question to be honest with no, you
0: no but it was also relevant and I think Draymond enjoyed answering it because I think Draymond enjoys talking about fashion oh he really does and by the way he told me that he appreciated the question afterwards <laughs> wasn't it Draymond that initially had the idea to about this story
1: idea that you wrote Draymond's yes yeah, so Draymond is very proactive in this. He does something called Fashion Fridays, which he's he's been on and off of, where he hashtags Fashion Fridays to his arrivals, um, showing what he wears on the way to a game for any game that was in the Oracle Arena on a Friday. So if you go on his uh, Instagram feed, you can find posts with this. And other players in the NBA have um, taken it up and let it um, drop off or kept doing it according to their own desires. Um, Draymond, though was really, I think, fashion focused. He did the short suit way before, about a year before at the ESPN Awards, before the Tom Brown short suit on LeBron last season. Um, He actually had saved the outfit a year. He was going to wear it, I think, to the NBA Awards the year that they did not win the championship. And he knew that he loved this um, short tuxedo so much that he saved it until the following year's ESPN Awards, I believe. And then he started doing the short suits as part of his um, arrival and departure look during the championships. Because to quote him, it gets warm in here. This is comfortable. <laughs> he uh, he
0: definitely uh, he definitely thinks that he's a little bit of an expert in fashion. I can tell you that firsthand because it's one of those situations where if he doesn't like something I'm wearing to a shoot around or a practice, he'll let me know. Really? What did yeah. he say? He'll just be like, where'd you get that? What, what shirt is that? And he he specifically will give a hard time to... Mark Medina, who works for the Mercury News, he they almost have kind of an inside joke at this point because he gives he gives Mark a hard time about his shoes and his shirts. Because Mark, I don't know, he just he he has his own he be, he beats his own drum and and I, I think that uh, it's not in line with what Draymond considers good fashion.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna take all of that as a huge compliment because when I was interviewing him in January. I was sitting there with him and we're talking about, you know, shoes as you would, as you know, just two guys do when they're hanging out. And he told me he was really into Nikes. And that day I happened to have on a new pair. (laughs)
0: Hopefully he's into Nike because they pay him
1: millions of dollars a year. Well, yeah, um, <laughs> as as I was expecting. So I, of course, had had already put on a pair of Nike shoes that day. I stressed out. A- I stress out more about what to wear for like NBA stuff than I do about Fashion Week or the opening night at the opera. Like that's easy. That's a tuxedo. Like I know what that's supposed to look like. Um, so he looked down at the shoes and he gave me sort of the nod, but like, okay, you can stay, we can keep talking and the interview is <laughs> going to continue. And I thought, well, good, <laughs> like that's a relief. Yeah. But, uh, how, how big
0: is it? Cause I know you talk to all these different, uh, designers and, and different clothing companies. How big is it for, you know, a designer to have someone like, you know, a, a Steph Curry or a Kevin Durant where? their their stuff walking into a game seven of let's say the west finals you know a game where everyone is watching that game across the country it's on national tv there's all the cameras in the quote-unquote runway or, or from the walk from the tunnel to the locker room
1: how big of a deal is that for for those designers it's a huge deal. If if you get your, let's say, a sneaker on an NBA star, that is better than any amount of publicity you could probably get from a regular fashion week or from just a big celebrity rollout. I mean, it's free advertising. It's it's enormous to get that. It can it can really help make a career. Um, we didn't necessarily know in Northern California or outside of Los Angeles who Rich Fresh was last year until. Raymond Green said his name when I asked him the question at that ESPN conference. And he told me that it, it was a big deal for him. He has a great business of bespoke stuff down in L.A., but inquiries through his Instagram and through his website, he said, shot up considerably after that moment. So I think for a smaller brand, it's even more make or break. Um, for a big brand, a big luxury house, they never turn it down. Which is why, by the way, over the last few years, so many designers that are doing sneakers have expanded their sizes. A lot of these guys have big feet; they're tall guys, you know. So you can now get stuff above, let's say, a fourteen or a fifteen, in a Saint Laurent, in a Gucci that um, previously might not have been running in those sizes.
0: It, it makes sense because it's one of those situations where you have kids across the the country who grow up you know they can't wait for the next jordan or the next kobe or the next uh lebron shoe to come out and and for them to now take it to that next level and say hey i want that shirt that draymond's wearing i mean especially my friends who are into fashion i have a friend who lives in dc who has his own streetwear brand he would die
1: if if something like that happened if draymond wore his shirt in that type of situation and rightly so but hopefully not before he fulfilled all of the orders he would get you know and i will say this too like sneakers for a lot of guys um for those guys that didn't grow up like i did reading vogue magazine and waiting for runway reports sneakers can be the way that are that you have sort of your gateway into caring about clothes you know it it starts from the feet and then maybe eventually you figure out well I need the newer, cooler Levi jean that's got um, a shorter cuff so it can show off the sneaker a little bit more. Okay, well then maybe I should do a decent sports jacket to go with it. Um, it's kind of a, it's a rolling stone that picks up speed. What do you, I, I want your opinion um, because it seems like I'm
0: not, I'm obviously not a fashion expert. I, I want your opinion but on- You look fantastic they, right they, now, by the <laughs> thank way. Thank you. very well put together. Thank you. I, I'm one of the beat riders that tries to wear suits every game. Um, but I want your, your thoughts on just because you have money doesn't mean you have fashion sense, right? I mean,
1: oh, clearly not. No, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm it... not going to name any prominent celebrities for whom that is true. But I mean, like, pick up an Us Weekly. <laughs> it's obvious. By the way, I'm going to point out. I have never worn a suit to any of these games, so you are heads and shoulders above me in that, Connor.
0: Oh, I appreciate that. Any any compliment from you, it means a lot. But um, do you think? What do you think specifically of the Warriors' style? There's a wide range. You have Kevin Durant, who is a much more laid
1: back style. He likes the hoodie, but classic. Every piece he's worn, I think, is impeccable. It may be casual. But it fits in beautifully. um there's always a great sneaker finishing it off. All of them have great sneakers. I kept staring at their feet as they were coming in. Um, but impeccable though, simple but impeccable
0: and it sounds like that that's an important thing in fashion right is is finding clothes that fit who you are fit your style fit because you can tell when someone's trying too hard
1: oh yeah absolutely so like just to talk about a couple of the players I mean Draymond and Andre are a little bit more fashion forward um they take some more risks they go for a bold color or maybe they go for an all neutrals look which is an interesting risk Uh, Steph Curry I think just looks like the guy next door and if you live next to somebody that had their life together really well I think he always looks great. I know that his wife is a big customer of Sherry McMullen's boutique here in Oakland, and she cares passionately about clothing, um, in addition to all the social things that they care about. Um, I think the, the warrior style really does run the range, and that's what's great about it. I thought that the attempt to do a uniform look last year with Tom Brown for the Cavaliers was noble, but it and it was a great fashion attempt, but it didn't feel genuine to me. I didn't feel a lot of the guy's personal style reflected in it. I love the fact that all of the warriors look like the best versions of themselves when I see them before the games or after the games, unless it's been like a really terrible game. (laughs) In which case I don't ask them what they're wearing. That's not the day. What what about Clay? I, I, what, I'm I'm sensing some, some hesitation on Clay. I think Clay looks good. I
0: ask about Clay because Clay is the type of guy who, doesn't seem to care about a lot of things I mean he cares a lot about basketball uh-huh. he cares a lot about his family his his you know his charity he cares a lot about his dog he doesn't seem like a guy who cares a lot about what he wears I've seen things on Instagram of him at Dolores park on an off day with you know s- sweatpants that have dirt all over them and and that sort of thing but I've also seen him uh dress up after games and specifically mm-hmm. I'll see him dress up when he's in a place where he it makes sense to dress up, L.A. on a Saturday night, he'll dress up. When Maybe if he has a lady front in town, he'll dress up, that
1: type of stuff. Well, I think that's fair. Also, Dirty Sweatpants is now apparently the official uniform of Dolores Park. So, you know, when in Rome, go go as the occasion, the occasion dictates. But Clay's the
0: definition of a guy
1: who everything he does is genuine. And so I'm guessing you just appreciate that aspect i also think he has somebody that's pulling some good basics for him nothing i've ever seen him wear looks terrible i've never seen any of these guys look terrible you know for what they make and for how busy they are there is usually somebody that is pulling things whether it's suits for after games or for special occasions or even somebody that just goes and gets the very best you know 90 sweatpants the best um you know, cashmere basics from someplace. Uh so I don't think any of them look bad.
0: And all and honestly it might be a peer pressure situation too, because I can promise you that if they if you come into a warrior's practice not looking on point,
1: Draymond's gonna call you out. I think that if you dress like a scrub, it's like you're not gonna fit in with this team. Yeah. This is a, <laughs> this is a team that I think has elevated a lot of, of not only their looks, but I think that they've elevated overall what the climate is in the nba when it comes to fashion um what did you think do you remember a couple
0: years ago at all-star weekend when um when russell westbrook didn't want to talk about
1: anything but fashion do you remember that i vaguely <laughs> remember that it it was a good day for me professionally <laughs> <laughs> i mean although not, um not one of our players
0: what 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 role has uh i personally enjoy going to Russell Westbrook press conferences solely to see what he's wearing, because they're always always super cutting edge. They're always something that not a lot of other people could pull off. What do you think of what he's bringing to the table in that department?
1: I think that he's one of the people that helped spark the menswear revolution that's been going on. Um, Again, it was part of this issue of the fact that men are able to, I think because of changing things about aesthetics and gender norms, are able to um, care more about fashion without it being considered not masculine or even not caring about whether or not it's considered feminine or not masculine. But to have these these athletes that are seen as the paragons of masculinity and physical strength embracing something like fashion says to some 12-year-old kid that may be afraid he's going to get beat up if he cares too much about his shoes or the cuff of his pants. Hey, it's fine. Russell, Russell Westbrook does it. You know, yeah. you want to argue with him about it, Bully?
0: No, exactly. Actually, I can I've experienced that firsthand. My uh, I have a friend who has a 10 year old son and he is super into fashion, loves fashion, loves sneakers. Um, And wh- he was he came home one day and told his mom, you know, he was being made fun of at school for loving fashion. And he just told them, well, Russell Westbrook loves fashion, Draymond Green loves fashion, and that made them shut up because they love
1: Russell Westbrook and they love Draymond Green. That's a really good defense. You know, boxers also like fashion too. So, yeah. you know, and they could... can kick our ass. So, Yeah, <laughs> so... absolutely. I've I've seen boxers at the Philip Plane show before in New York, so um I I know. Yeah. I think Philip Plane actually did um boxing shorts for uh, maybe Oscar de la Hoyer not that long ago. So, you know, the, the crossovers between fashion and sports are getting more and more plentiful, whether it's designers taking their names on sneakers and doing special collaborations with more standard athletic brands, or if it's just the fact that we now go on instagram to look at what players are wearing as much as we go on our phones to check what the score of the game is i mean they're now walking very hand in hand
0: i mean they're they're the ultimate influencers right and i mean the thing about their influence is a lot of influencers only appeal to a very specific age group right but someone like kevin durant there there are five-year-olds who love kevin durant and there are 85 year olds who love kevin durant
1: Absolutely. And if they want Kevin Durant sneakers, I'm sure they can, you know, go online, figure out what he's wearing and have them sent to them by drone probably quicker than like probably before the game is over. They could have them at their house. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's just part of that connectivity that we have. It's a very Silicon Valley Bay Area thing of social media has made the world much smaller and it's also made fashion and consuming anything, whether it's fashion or books or home decor. Much easier because you can click to buy, because you can follow stuff on social, because you've got the Amazoning of everything, making everything from socks to exactly the type of hat somebody wears in a paparazzi shot suddenly available for purchase. So the
0: real question, are we going to be seeing you around closer to, you know, let's say they get past the series, come
1: NBA finals. Now that is peak time, right? You think we'll see you back here? I would like to consider tonight to be my sort of initial research to see how much they may or may not step it up. You know, (laughs) fingers crossed if, um, you know, depending on how well things go the next couple of days, I will absolutely be back. Um, I am not. Um, Guaranteeing that I will get an encore on ESPN. That is up to you, warriors. I'm going to need you to pull out the stops here and give me something where I need to ask who made it. So, you know, I'm looking at you guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah, hopefully they're I know some of them do listen to the podcast.
1: So hopefully they uh, they get this message. And listen, you know, I would much rather interview NBA players than male models about what they're wearing at this point. Why is that? Um, they've got more to say not to say nothing about the um the you know brilliant articulation abilities of male models but i've interviewed them you know like i know what they have to say about them most of them don't pick their clothes um i agree the hallway is the the new runway the tunnel is the new runway draymond is absolutely correct about that i would any one of the players wants to sit down with me um during finals after finals should we get there um i'm your man you know (laughs) Like, tell me tell me what products you endorse. Tell me what sneakers you want. Tell me who you want to ask you to endorse a sneaker. Yeah.
0: Let,
1: let's try Let's try and get that out there in the open. I want the story first.
0: Well, if there's one thing they love talking about, it's that stuff. And sometimes I wish I, I could ask about that stuff instead of my job, which is a lot of times asking about things they don't want
1: to talk about. Well, tag me in, bro. Tag me in. <laughs> All right. I can totally- You I can, can come anytime. help me out. All right. Anytime you want that, I'll do it. All right, appreciate it, Tony. Great having you on the pub. Thanks for having me here.
0: I want to thank Tony Bravo for joining me on the podcast. It's always fun picking his brain about the intersection of fashion and sports. Warriors Off Court is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. If you like this show, we'd love it if you subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've got a minute to give us a quick review, that helps us build our audience so we can keep growing. Follow me on Twitter at Con underscore Cron and email me at cleturno at sfchronicle.com. Support Warriors Off Court and a lot of great journalism with a subscription to the San Francisco Chronicle. There are print and digital editions. Find out more at sfchronicle.com slash subscribe.